Twitchmania Playcast. Welcome to episode 82 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The direct episode. Yes, and if you probably heard right away, I am not Jeff. Um, Jeff You're not? Was on, I, I know, right? What? I could have swore. I, I had a dream I was, and I, <laughs> I, I don't know why I woke up from it. It was so cool. I was Jeff. Um, but no, Jeff is, is not able to record with us tonight. So this is actually the second episode where it's just the two of us. So that's going to be fun. It is. It's. I was just thinking. I was like, it was a while ago since uh, it was just uh, Barry and myself. So I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta keep the uh, momentum going, and then, and in the spirit of Jeff, um, he will be here in spirit. Um, JP, how how are things going? Let's start with that. Sure. Uh, pretty good. Uh, you know me. I live in the Switch world, so it's just been insanely busy. But on the family side, everyone's doing good. No complaints there. I'm uh, just trying to keep my head up above water with all these announcements and all the fun premium edition stuff that we've been working on that I'm sure we'll talk about in just a bit. But other than that, it's it's been going well. How about you? Yeah, it's it's been crazy busy. There's so many things coming out, so many games, for, which we'll talk about in a bit, so many announcements, and the, we're obviously getting closer to E3. Um, and then, okay. of course, you know, the, the family stuff, it's, it's going well. You know, we got our vaccines, so we dealt with a little bit of little bit of a shock from that, but mm-hmm. uh, on our way to a, you know, brand new world kind of deal. <laughs> good, good, good. And speaking of world, perfect segue. Mm. Why don't we just jump right into the indie world? And then I figure we start with the cool stuff from there, and then we can maybe just touch back on premium edition games, if, uh, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, let's go into it. Awesome. I know people have been, you know, we've been teasing that we're going to be talking about it for a little while, and it's, uh, I think it's time. Right. I mean, we definitely it was 20 minutes of uh, just awesome announcements and trailers and whatnot. Um, But as Jeff would paint the wallpaper really quick, this was the uh, Indie World Showcase from April 14th. It was about 20 minutes long, uh, just with announcements and trailers and gameplay after announcements and trailers and gameplay. And Barry and I are here to just kind of quickly go through it, talk about, you know, the games that they announced and some of the ones that we're looking forward to. Of course, the ones we're hoping get a physical um but why don't we do that that sounds great to me okay do you wanna maybe i'll kick it off so we'll go in order and hopefully we don't miss any titles along the way but um the first one was road 96 and i thought this was a really interesting one to start off with because i really like the concept of it it's um you're taking control of multiple teenagers you're doing different you have different choices as you're going on this adventure that leads to obviously different outcomes so the game uh, lends itself to a lot of replayability, a lot of different scenarios. And I just thought the game looked really interesting. Um, it definitely sounds like my kind of game that I, I want to try out. But what were your thoughts? Yeah, this looked like a, uh, almost like a choose your own adventure visual novel style. Mm-hmm. And I love those type of games. And there's so many different combinations. And I love the fact that they showed you in the trailer both ways, like yeah. like m- multiple choices. Like, oh, yeah, I'm new here. Or, oh, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. And, like, depending on what you answered, you know, where are you going? Oh, I'm, I want to hitchhike or I don't want to hitchhike. Uh, I'm really interested to see how many different endings because having all these branching choices and branching yep. characters and you're not gonna it seems like you're not gonna encounter everybody in every playthrough as long as the endings are different enough 
because mm-hmm. uh, I hate when there's all these choices and it all really boils down to one ending or or maybe two or three endings and it will bo- and that ending is really just decided by your final choice at the end like all the other choices don't really matter kind of mm-hmm. like uh, mass what they did with Mass Effect 3 which is why so many people were upset where it was like all those choices you did don't really matter it just comes to pick a color at the end of the game um, I really hope that they build upon that and they really give you a ton of customized endings that uh, really show off your your adventure and right. i'm i'm kind of interested to see how this goes that's always interesting for me because it makes me want to play it at least once or twice but if you hear there's like 20 30 different endings either i need like a branch tree that like is going to tell me exactly how to get there at, at the very end but sometimes to me it's just a little uh overwhelming when there's that many endings because you clearly want to get the whole story and you wonder then if you're only getting pieces of it every time you finish the game or if it really is kind of like a complete story, and then you play it again, and then it's just another complete story. I don't think the way... I think these are just complete stories. I don't think there's okay. like a, this is the true ending, like the canonical ending. Like No, I, I think it's just the ending to the story you crafted. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. So so if you played it, and we had two completely different endings, two different paths, two different you know sets of characters we interacted with, they're both correct. It's just, this is our story that we crafted in this game. And I right. like that. Okay, cool. Well, looking forward to that. That is coming in July. So, or no, I'm sorry. That is coming later this year. Wrong game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about that one. Um, the next one that they showed was Last Stop from Annapurna Interactive. So, this one's also um, another very, like, story-driven game. Um, it's about three different stories that are kind of entwined together. Um, do you have any more on that? Uh, I mean, it seems like this has a, uh, a really cool feel to it. I'm not sure if this is a game for me, but, uh, I like the, the theme of it. Uh, I like anything supernatural Mm -hmm. and I like the whole, what is the common thread type stories between characters? So if it's not something that I'm going to be like, oh my god, I absolutely want to play, I do absolutely want to find out more. And I'll make my decision then. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. I think, uh, you know, with Annapurna, they tend to have very good um, artistic and story-driven games. I believe they partnered with I Am 8-Bit in the past. So yes. I feel like if um, if we are going to see a physical from that one, it's probably going to be from them. Um, but either way, you know, it's it's another interesting game, and that's really kind of like the theme about in the world that I saw. It's just it's like all the games seem very interesting enough that I want to learn more about, I want to watch more about them, and hopefully if I had time, play them. So uh, we shall see. Um, so the next game is also another Annapurna title. It's called Hindsight. Um, so this one's an emotionally driven time travel story where the items of the protagonist's past bring them backwards to her memories. Um, as she ponders what to let go and what to keep. That's this one. Yeah, this one seems very deep. Uh, this this one I do have some interest in. Uh, again, seeing the story, and I do want to see more. It all depends on how it plays. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of story-driven games, and time travel is always cool. Yep. Um, if, if done properly, uh, I should say. But yeah, they they have some really. The Anna, Annapurna has some really great games in their back catalog already. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I am Apeit put out most of them, if not all of them. Um, yep. So I'm, I am interested to uh, see what they do with this one as well. Yeah. Uh, the next one was Ali Ali World. So Ali Ali is a series that already exists. It's um, 
2D platforming, skateboarding, kind of grinding, like on the rails kind of game. But this one looked a little bit different um, because here the graphics seem to be completely redone. There's branching levels now. You get to meet characters, so it's more uh, story-based that they've included into it. Um, you know, the, from the video, at least, the controls look very tight, very smooth. And, I mean, we could always use more skateboarding-type games on the Switch, in my opinion. I've never played the Ali Ali's, um, but to me, they remind me of the Runners. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge fan. I know we did, like, Runner 3 for the Playcast, but I'm not a huge fan of Runners, mm-hmm. just because I'm one of those where... <clears throat> if I if I can't stop and oh shoot I missed this jump I got to go back like I hate having to go back like I had to kill myself now just to go back and try to get that jump and I've just never been a huge huge fan like Mario Run is probably the the most I've ever gotten into a runner and, <laughs> and on the phone that's that's at least different but if I'm gonna sit down for my console uh, because I do play my Switch mostly consoled mm-hmm. um, this is not one that like is gonna jump at me like absolutely that being said I wouldn't hate a physical because I prefer, you know I like to get every game a physical if possible <laughs> right. I think with this one, including the other Ali Ali games, I think it'd be a really nice um, oh, yeah, compilation. Yeah, because sure. I, I I believe I did download the um, the ones that were on the Switch. I was just very bad at it, which means I probably skipped the tutorial if there is one. And it's one of those games where you kind of need to know it to to really get the controls down. But yeah, um, it, it looks pretty. It looks cool. So um, uh, another one that's on my list to check out as as more information gets revealed. Um. So the next one is The Longing. So The Longing is, um, if I'm recalling and recapping correctly, you are a servant waiting 400 days for your master to return. And apparently you're actually waiting 400 days for them to return. What do you got, Barry? Actually, uh, they reached out to me the day of the indie world with a review copy. So oh, I have yeah. actually been playing The Longing, so I can give so you. You a probably more. just started this. <clears throat> yes, yes. I uh, so The Longing is one of those games when I started. I'm like, why did I get this review code? Like, this is this is not going to be fun. And then I got addicted, and I it, it like it became a communal thing. Like my wife has named him, and like we're <laughs> we're like working with him, and and like seeing how he does. <clears throat> this is a really cool idea. So you do have to wait 400 days, well, but you don't have to wait 400 days. 400 days is to wake the king and beat the game one way. But there are multiple ways to beat the game. Mm-hmm. There are multiple endings. There's a lot to do <clears throat> when you explore this the cave. And the, the first, it's like Animal Crossing. It's not like one you're going to beat right away. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing you do is you have to try to go around as many places as you can and start processes. For example, there's a stalagmite that's like hanging overhead and there's a jump that you can't make but after a week the stalagmite will fall and then you can cross but you have to see the stalagmite and that's the the shade has to look up and say oh it's going to take about a week to fall to start the process and then there's like a puddle that takes like a month to fill up and a door that takes two two hours to open and uh you know, there's a spider web that has to be built. It takes a couple of days and mushrooms that have to take days to grow and all this stuff. So it's like you have to try and start these processes. But here's the kicker. Yeah. It's not just going here, going there. While you're exploring, you're also finding things like books. You're finding paper. You're finding objects to decorate your room. And the secret is when you go back to your room, you decorate it. And when you decorate your room, the more your room is decorated, the faster time moves in your room. 
So mm-hmm. where I'm at now, it's every second is 15 seconds. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so it's significantly going faster. And that accounts for when you shut the game off. The time still moves. It's not playtime. It's like oh Animal Crossing. So you, you like I minimize the game and I don't play for a couple days. If you if you're going at one second is a real life second, a couple days pass. Mm-hmm. But if you're accelerated in your room, that counts too. And there's other activities you can build them a bed and you can fall asleep and, and time goes faster. There's books. There's tons of books to find. A lot of them are public domain. Like Moby Dick is there. You mm-hmm. can sit there and read the entirety of Moby Dick to to spend your 400 days like and you could either read it yourself or you could have it do auto read so the shade will automatically read you turn the page after a certain amount of time and and time moves a little faster while reading mm-hmm. um, and there's like 40 something books <laughs> so so there's a lot of books that you can sit and honestly spend your time reading like real books oh my god um it's it's a lot of fun to explore there's a lot of secrets there's a lot of uh hidden things uh and it, it you move slowly like you uh, because there's no hurry you're 400 days so i will honestly say it's a, one of those games that i was not expecting to really enjoy as much and i fell in love with <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's a it is a lot of fun and i do actually recommend it i don't think this would honestly be a good physical like it's one of those where i feel like digital works better because the time moves with it being off and it's one of those almost like animal crossing but even more so like Animal than Animal Crossing because you just want to check back periodically. Right. Um, but it, it is there's definitely worth the time and and I hope to beat it in 400 days. I don't know what happens if I don't come back in 400 days or I wake the king late. <laughs> I don't know, you know. But I, I check it period like once a week now at this point because I've I've done a lot of the stuff. I've set a lot of the stuff in motion, so I just check and and come and do what I have to do. And like you could draw pictures, but you have to find but you have to find like the different colors to draw the like like chalk to draw the pictures and hang the pictures on your wall. And there's different crystals you can get and you could dig in the tunnel and create new paths. And you can even get like running water if you want a bathroom in your in your little home and you have, you know to find out how to do that. And oh my God. there's what this one <clears throat> um last I saw which was uh, I think two days ago, I was at, like three hundred and fifty days left. Um, oh, okay. But but it's been going at 15 seconds for every one second, so I'm probably close to 300 days at this point. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so it, it goes fast once you decorate, mm-hmm. but but it's kind of cool. You can you can eat a cup of mushrooms and send them off to Dreamland, and you have different dreams of people on the surface, and <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and you you could just do so many fun fun little things with him. And of course, there's there's like I said, multiple endings. Uh, which of course some are good and some are bad, and and that, I don't want to spoil any of that away or how it how that applies. But some of the stuff, it's just like you have to come back later. Like right. you might you might see a weak ceiling panel or a ceiling beam, and if you come back in like a month, that ceiling has collapsed, and now you can go up there and there's new things to see. So they're always saying go back and check and see things and. And and he talks to you, and he's so cute. Like he just talks, and and he has these different thoughts. But there's this one room called uh, it's a room of eternity, mm-hmm. and and literally you can find some really cool stuff in there. But there's two kickers. One time does not move in eternity, and mm. it does go for eternity. Like you know, one of those rooms where you just hold to the right and you just keep going. But you know how usually in video games, when they have those instances where, oh yeah, this is going on forever. Let me turn around, and you turn around, and like the, the exit's right there. Like they just like yeah. like you keep going to the right for infinity and turn around, and you're out in a second. Not in this game. This game, if you literally hold down the button or the, the analog stick and you walk for five hours, 
just to the right, picking up whatever you find. If you want to leave, you got to walk five hours to the oh left. God. The good news is there is a fast travel system in this game, and I use mm-hmm. fast in quotes, where you like you have certain save points. One of them is home, so you could click go home and you'll go home. Or if you find something interesting, you can save it, and you could always come back to it later by clicking it, and the shade will automatically walk there. But the reason I say fast in quotes is because the shade will automatically walk there. So it's not just like, boom, loading screen, now I'm there. So if mm-hmm. it takes you 30 minutes to go through part of the cave to get to where you need to go, normally you don't have to touch the, touch the controller, but your shade is walking 30 minutes. You might as well put it down and go get something to eat. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting experiment. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I think I think it deserves attention. I'm glad it, it was definitely shown in this indie world. And, and uh, another one, uh, a Nintendo Fuse, another one of... Uh, my writers is is reviewing it too so be interesting to hear like multiple thoughts because everyone everyone has different experiences and finding different things and you know, there's, there's a whole bunch to the game mm-hmm. i just wish the map was bigger to be honest like when i first played i was like oh my god i'm gonna i'm getting lost like oh my but now you know how when you play a video game after a while like oh i know where i'm going like the map isn't really as big as i originally perceived it like when you first played bomb bomb battlefield it was like oh my god this place is huge and now it's mm-hmm. like ah bomb bomb battlefield so tiny uh <laughs> i just wish there was more like for 400 days, I wish there was more. I hear you. Hmm. Well, keep us posted once you hit uh, day 400. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you could read up on endings. The game we came out. No, no, no. Year. I want to. I want to hear from you. You got to <laughs> yes. come to the playcast to hear the ending. Don't look online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a multiple too. I mean, you, the idea is if it's something intriguing you, if you like, hey, I'm kind of curious. Um, play for yourself. Honestly, I think it's. I think it's worth the attention. That's like even really if idea. I didn't get it for free i would love to because everyone spends their time differently and everyone has their own little adventures with the shade awesome all right well check out check it out um so the next game is there is no game wrong dimension and this one you know i um i had to go on to the eShop to learn a little bit more about this one but it actually came out the day of the direct it's a point and click comedy adventure game and point-and-click only. This is their description, which is just hilarious. It says, I will take you on a journey you never asked to go on through silly and unexpected video game universes. Will you be able to play along with the game to find your way home? We sincerely think not. So it's a point-and-click comedy adventure. You have to uh, solve riddles that require you to think outside the box. They have a hint system, hint system included because you can't think outside the box. Shorter than a MMORPG, which leaves you plenty of time to finish some real good games. Motion sickness free, which is pretty remarkable for a non-VR experience. Contains lots of bugs, but that's supposed to be like that. And lots of other surprises. So when I watched the trailer, it looked hilarious. And it looked awesome. Um, I love games that kind of mash up different genres. Um, I think this is another unique take on it. Uh, What do you think, Barry? I don't even know what to think. (laughs) I just saw the trailer that they showed off. And I was really confused. And it was one of those where I kind of wanted to look further into it, mm-hmm. but I just it got kind of lost in the shuffle, and it didn't uh-huh. help that I was like, "Oh, I can start the longing now. Let me go start the." Longing. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I have honestly didn't really get back to look into it. But I, I love games that are like they they change your expectations. They yep. like do things outside the box. I I I'm not a big fan of cookie cutter. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons that, that attracts me to Nintendo so much, for better or for worse, is they do things a lot of times outside the box. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But I, I really, I really do need to give more look into this game and take another look. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that it catches my eye, and I'm like, oh, it looks so like 
so creative and so fun. And I'm, I'm like, I just need to like fall into my switch for me to turn it on and it's be there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to play it right now. So I kind of think that I'll need to grab it at some point because I like quirky games like that. I like games that are different. Um, and I like like vibrant, like fresh new takes on games. And I think this this one has the potential to it based on what I saw. I haven't I haven't looked up any reviews or anything, which, you know, with the game being out two weeks, I'm sure there's plenty out right now to kind of get a good idea of what to expect. But yeah, it, it looks cool. Um, so that is, there is no game. So the next one I think is a game that, Everybody knows, unless you've been living in the sewers. <laughs> uh, I was going to say rock, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I don't know what needs to be said about this game, because in my opinion, it it's awesome. It looks awesome. Um, it takes you right back to the uh, Turtles 2 game, Turtles in Time game. Um, you know, it's it's by Dadimu and, and Tribute Games. You know, they have such a good track record with taking good care of their of the quality of, of their releases and just just like how solid their their gameplay is so you know they finally showed some additional new uh gameplay um gameplay to it the very first trailer that came out before this one started off with like a, a remastered version of the original 80s cartoons uh intro and then it jumps into like this old school gameplay graphics but i mean i'm looking forward to it i don't know honestly who wouldn't be but before I speak for everybody, Barry, what do you think? <laughs> I, uh, as a child of the 80s growing up with Turtles, especially Turtles 2 when it was just called the arcade game and mm-hmm. <clears throat> Turtles, you know, for Turtles in Time and and even though, you know, Hyperstone Heist as well and all that, you know, uh, Manhattan Mission, the Manhattan Project. Like, I loved those games. Those games were my childhood. Yeah. And to see... Like a love letter. That's really what this is—a love letter to those games. Yeah. I am. I am over the moon. Like just hearing the the '80s theme mm-hmm. remix, I was like, "This is just great. This is absolutely what I've been looking for," and I can't wait for this to come out. I my my only thing is I hope it's not <clears throat> short. Yep. And I hope it's not boring. And the reason why I said that is because as I've gotten older, I've found a lot of those the beat 'em up style. Yep start to get boring after a while like i'm fighting the same enemy and then i then i can move five feet and then i fight mm-hmm. more ways of enemy and then i move five feet and as a kid that was great i mean for the arcade it was to to get your quarters but as a kid it was like this is fantastic these graphics are great they're, they're mind-blowing and there's tons of fun especially with co-op as an adult especially by yourself it's just more like okay you know, I'm fighting this, the foot soldier for the 15th time. Or, oh, look, here's right. a Dimension X soldier for the 15th time. You know, it starts to get a little bit bo- like monotonous. I don't really say boring, but monotonous, repetitive. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do things to change it up so that it doesn't feel like, oh, you're doing 10 levels of the exact same thing over and over and over again. Because to me, that no longer becomes fun. Then, then, the, then the, the charm loses it. But if they do some really cool things with it, they change it up, they change the, the style, they, mm-hmm. you know, then, then you've got me on board, for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I was, a few years ago, I had Turtles in Time for the SNES still when I had all my retro games. I had my friend come over, we were playing it. And we beat it in under 30 minutes. And I, for some reason, I don't ever recall that game being that short. Oh, no, but I was true. like, oh, it was fun. Like, we played together. We, we kind of blew through it. Um, with this one, what I'm really hoping for and what I've seen a lot of people mention is, is unlockables. Like, they love to see Casey, April as oh, yeah. playable characters. I'd love to kind of see the reverse take in instead of you playing as a turtle. 
play as the Foot Clan, play as Shredder, play as the bad guys and get their side of the story. I think that'd be a really cool take where the turtles are always interfering with your plans kind of thing. Um, I have no idea, like really outside of what they've shown right now, but I feel like there's a lot of potential that they could do, a lot of unlockables they could do, which I think would be really cool. Um, I mean, at the very least, I definitely think it's going to be a fun game to play co-op, however long it is. It's just, I feel like it. they're going to do the game justice, but you're right. I hope that they add a lot of um, variety to the levels. I definitely hope you have like the hoverboard, like water levels. I hope you have, you know, different, you know, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm going to really be paying attention as I'm playing to all the animations, like on the, the facial animations and then the things going on in the background because i feel like they're taking a lot of detail and care to that um but you're right i mean it, uh i do hope they add a lot to it and it's going to be interesting to see you know what comes out of it yeah there's been other turtle beat-em-ups since you know turtles in time and hyperstone heist they just don't leave that same impression yeah there's the one based on the 2000 com- cartoons and there's the G- ds one and I thought it's the DS one was pretty good. One of them I thought had I had played. I thought so, some of was, them are okay, but some yeah. of them are just not that good. And then of course, remember those turtles reshelled, turtles and Tom reshelled, which yes. did didn't do well at all. And so it's not just you know it's not just making a turtles game. It's just got to be a good turtles game, and that's that's what I want to see. I would love to see that type of you know change up and playing the villains. I would even cool like to see some kind of like asymptomatic or systematic whatever it is the uh, asymmetrical that's it asys uh, the the multiplayer where like one person is like super shredder and then four other people are the turtles and you right. get to like that would be so cool to like uh-huh. play as shredder and trying to fight your friends and stuff kind of like evolve but with teenage mutant ninja turtles right <laughs> nice well. Here's to hoping we have a good game to look forward to. Um, the next one is Chris Tales, a time-bending 2D RPG uh, that allows lets you move enemies forward or backwards in time. That actually sounds really cool. Um, one thing that's interesting is that on the eShop right now, there is a demo that's been available for a little while. So if you want to check this game out, you can. It's coming out July 20th, but there's a demo on the eShop right now. And on their page, it says experience past, present, and future simultaneously in this gorgeous indie love letter to classic JRPGs. Um, and they even say it's inspired by Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Valkyrie Profile, and even modern classics like Bravely Default, Persona 5. You, re- you meet and recruit a unique cast of teammates, challenge myriad enemies, and make your way through an expansive world. Well, you already sold me when you say it's a JRPG with a love letter to the olden days. Um, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this one. I can't recall if this one had gotten pushed back at some point but right now it's scheduled for july 20th it is getting a a retail physical which is always a thumbs up in my book and it looks interesting it looks like another good jrpg to add to your library and i love you know just from the pictures and videos the character design is very unique so yeah i'm uh, i'm hoping i'm hoping it's going to do well and barry as you love jrpgs as well what do you think I mean, just mentioning Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger and Bravely Default, like you have me. Yeah, you have me right there. Uh, no, I've I've had this pre-ordered and I've been looking forward to it. So to see it in the indie direct was really cool. Like, oh, cool! You know, I didn't expect to see this here. Yep. But yeah, this this I haven't tried the demo. I'm not planning on trying the demo because mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait for the game. But it's yep. definitely on my radar. Whether I play it instantly or not, I don't know. It really depends on what else comes out in July and right before that. But right. I do plan to uh, to tackle this at some point. Good. 
All right, so the next one is Getsu Fuma Den Undying Moon from Konami. They're reviving an NES game that was never released in America, which that's already a good thing in my book that it's coming over. Um, It's a hack and slash roguelite, um, and they say it's uh, Dead Cells meets Japanese art and looks awesome. Unfortunately, the game won't be out until next year. Um, But yeah, that's pretty cool to be getting games from, you know, games that we never got to see it's really getting new life now because for many people, it's going to be the first time that we're getting to play it. Yeah, this, this is really nice to see Konami actually doing something. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a switch exclusive or not. I, I do. I do think it looks gorgeous. I think it absolutely. The, the art is amazing. The only thing that worries me is the, the roguelite, you know, mm-hmm. now it's because it's roguelite instead of roguelike. I, I might find it a little bit better, but still like, even though we, we just did Hades, uh, it's just one of those things where I like progression. I like to be able to keep my stuff. I like to yeah. know where I'm going and, and memorize a map and figure it out like Zelda. So I'm, I'm interested in giving it a shot. I do hope this gets physically released uh-huh. because Konami, I want to see Konami get back into the things and, and get back into the games and, and have some confidence. So I guess this is a step in the right direction for sure. But this was an amazing showpiece. Nice. All right, next one is Aztec Forgotten Gods. It's coming out fall this year. Um, there is an eShop page, so instead of me trying to butcher it. Uh, some things are best left forgotten. Aztec Forgotten Gods is the Cyberstone action-adventure game following Ach- Achli, a young woman who battles the colossal Forgotten Gods. To uncover the truth behind her far-future Mesoamerican metropolis, she'll have to turn the gods' power against them as she soars through the city with power and grace. It looks cool. Uh, that's the first thing I thought watching. I'm like, oh dang, this is this is this is a solid title. Um, and yeah, I uh, I liked it. Yeah, this one kind of stole the show in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It, it just it took me completely by surprise. I was like, wow, this this looks really good. Like this this really took me by surprise. Uh, I want to know more about it. I want to see how yep. it plays. But it's on my radar for sure, and I think more people should look into it. It almost, it almost kind of reminds me of the indie world where they showed like Raji, Raja, and like that took the show. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Where yeah. the hell did this mm-hmm. come from? It had that same kind of feel to it, like just in that that wow presentation. Yeah, I I reached out to them after um, after that one had gotten revealed. Hmm. My. It My wife good. has it. She bought it, Raji, and she loves it. So. Nice. That's always the good. See, your uh, spouse's reviews always weigh the most. So it's exactly. good to hear that she liked it. Um, so next game is Skull the Hero Slayer. Uh, Skull the Hero Slayer is a fast-paced action roguelite with a cool retro aesthetic. You can switch skulls that give you different abilities. There's 90 characters to play as, which seems guaranteed to provide hours upon hours of entertainment. This one looked interesting, but what worries me is the switching heads. Um, it's a cool concept, been done before, but what worries me is when it's like 90 playable character variations. To me, that just, it makes me groan. Mm-hmm. Not one, 90 is a lot. So if it's one of those where, oh, you have to have the right one to do certain things, it's going to be a pain in the butt. Two, we just had Bow and Wonderworld released with 80 costumes, and they were like, not needed a lot of them were the same or so similar Mm -hmm. that they could have been combined and that's what worries me this is it going to give you one thing is it going to give you two things is it are there going to be like one you're shooting you know 
circle bullets and another when you're shooting oval bullets like right. like when you're dealing with 90 it's very hard to come up with 90 different abilities even if it's just one ability 90 different abilities to make and, and obviously it's like well this is a jump this is a double jump those are different yes but they're also fundamentally the same you can cut out the jump and put just the double jump or just the triple jump and it would work so to have 90 unique enough abilities um that to me is it's it just seems like a numbers game like we're padding it with look we have 90 but really it's it's more like 40 it's like those those uh you know chinese multi cards look we've got 5000 games and really it's like 50 games and then multiply it by 10 you know just you know it just it just keeps multiplying the, the same games as dummy games just to build up a number Right. Um, we've got Mario one on here like a hundred times. <laughs> it, that that's just kind of what it feels to me. Like it feels like they were just going for a number, and I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong, and I hope I am. I hope they're ninety unique, really cool abilities. But it that's a lot. That's a lot to come up with, and and mm-hmm. and not only come up to make work. Like you can have an ability where it puts you in a bubble, and you could bounce around on a bubble. That's fine. But if your game level design isn't built for that. Mm-hmm. It's useless. You got to have good game design to take advantage of those abilities too. Mm-hmm. So I hope this game does it. It seems like a very lofty expectation and a lofty goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how it performs, but uh, but yeah, that to me that's the worrying part. Yeah. So I may be going out of order here with the games. I don't know if you had a list in front of you. Um, I was very. I do, unlucky. but my list is in different order than yours. So. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm, I may be jumping around, but you know, we'll just talk about the games as I recall them. Um, so one was Oxen Free Two: Lost Signals from Night School Studio. That so was the we, end. <laughs> that, that was yeah. So, spoiler. <laughs> that was the one more thing. All right, we'll, we'll jump back to the other ones, but it came up on my list, so let's talk about it. Um, so here is it's a sequel, obviously, to the first game, five years after the events of Oxen Free. It's a supernatural narrative adventure game about a researcher who stumbles upon ghostly happenings. Um, it says here, Riley returns to her hometown of Kamina to investigate mysterious radio frequency signals causing curious disturbances. Did you play the first one? I did not play the first one. So I have the when, first one. <laughs> yeah, I have it. When when it was the one more thing, I was like, oh, Oxen Free 2. Like, that's that's cool. You know, like, I, I know uh-huh. Oxen Free. I, I have it. But I never played it, so it didn't, like, wow me. And I have a friend of mine who was just like, oh, my God, Oxen Free 2. Like, I am freaking out here. I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome. That, to me, not every one more thing has to be for me. So right. it's for other people. And I, to me, that's awesome. I'm so happy for everybody that's super excited for Oxen Free 2. I never got a chance to play the first one. It's not on my radar of a game to to play, honestly. Like, it's just there's so many other games that uh, I have no direct interest in oxen free too i'll pick it up when it comes physically because i'm fairly certain it will but uh it doesn't do anything for me i hate to say that. and i'm sure there's people listening right now like curse you and it's like i'm sorry I'm subscribe <laughs> it, it doesn't doesn't that one doesn't do anything for me as of now now i could play the first one and be like oh my god what an idiot i was like how can i not be excited for this mm-hmm. uh, and maybe down the road i will but it's one of those where i just never played it so maybe it's time we play Oxen Free for the playcast. We, like we how have... I recommend it, I probably won't end up playing it. Yeah, that's the funny thing. <laughs> but I'll get yeah. you to play it, so it'll be good. We, we can't take JP's suggestions for video games very Aww. seriously because you don't play them. Or you play the opening level. 
no time to play. Yeah, that's true. I, I try and get through the opening level. Not my fault. Some of the open levels are really big. Um, so the next game is Aerial Knights Never Yield. So this is not your typical runner game. Run, jump, slide, dash through a futuristic Tokyo-style Detroit to a head-bopping soundtrack as the protagonist Wally to save what's left of the world. Um, there is a demo available on the eShop. It looks pretty cool. It's you know, it's another it, you know. It, Maybe it's not a typical runner game. It's a runner game, but it looks cool. looks fun. Um, I would definitely recommend trying the demo at the very least. Um, what do you think? Are you a fan of these type of games? Uh, again, it's another runner. When I saw it was another runner, I'm like, this looks really cool and stylistic for those that like runner games. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. What got me is the passion behind the developer. Yep. Because he likes him like this is like oh yeah I love this is my this is my, my what I've been doing this is my baby and I love that I love even if a game's not for me I love indie games because I love to get to know the developers behind them and a lot of these are passion projects they're right. they're dream projects and to see it come to fruition I'm sure that guy recording that video was like so happy about it and then when that aired in a Nintendo published broadcast mm-hmm. was probably on cloud nine dancing and having fun and oh my god like like pinch me is this real mm-hmm. and for him i'm so so happy for and for everybody that likes runners or thinks this game looks fantastic because it does look fantastic but like like it's one that i absolutely want to play um like or you want to play like absolutely i hope you enjoy it it's not something i'm gonna run out and play but who knows down the road maybe i'll find the time Nice. Um, so another game that was announced was Fez, which looks Fez. awesome. Um, Gomez is a 2D creature living in the 2D world, or is he? When the existence of a mysterious third dimension is revealed to him, Gomez is sent out on a journey that will take him to the very end of time and space. Use your ability to navigate 3D structures from four distinct classic 2D perspectives. That sounds awesome. That actually reminds me... You know, I haven't played the game, but that concept reminds me of a game, if you remember back on the PSP, called Crush. Yes. Yeah. I just, I love those kind of concepts that, you know, kind of take the standard and then and twist a little bit. And I love, you know, Super Mario did it uh, back when you could switch mm-hmm. between like the 2D and 3D landscape. But this sounds awesome. Like, it's, it sounds like a fun adventure puzzle, definitely type, puzzle type of game to navigate through. And it looks cute. Oh yeah, it it is a great game. I I never beat it, but I did play it back when it launched on the Xbox Live Arcade on the 360, mm-hmm. and it was fun. I just I never got around to to finishing it, but I did enjoy myself with it. Mm-hmm. And I I know five friends of mine who just you know beat it on the 360 and were like, oh, I'm I wanted to go back and play it again. This is a perfect game for the Switch. I'm gonna go back and now they're replaying it on the Switch. So it it is a critically acclaimed game. I mean, it's an older game. Um, worth your time if you enjoy that type of type of type of thing and the, the puzzles are really cool with the changing of the dimensions so you think it needs a physical oh i think fez is one of those that like fez bastion like those type of games uh absolutely deserve physicals mm-hmm. good good all right so another game was beasts of maravilla island from banana bird studios it's a 3d adventure game you take on the role of a young wildlife photographer who traverses the island's magical ecosystem to discover extraordinary creatures, learn their behaviors, and most importantly, photograph their majesty. It launches on the Switch in June. What do you think? This one kind of came out of left field. And <laughs> and it's also like Pokemon, 
new Pokemon Snap is or, or is coming out yes. next week. So it's kind of like, uh, do we need two of these style games so close to each other? But you know, it's who knows? If you think about it, when have we had too many of like photographing type games? You're right, and and this very well could hit at a perfect time. Uh, you know, people are done with Pokemon Snap, want something you know similar, want something uh, in the same category, and that that this landing in June could be the perfect thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll be for me, but it, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Um. So here's another one that I personally probably one of my favorite ones: Art of Rally by Fun Selector Labs. So will you master the art of rally? Drive iconic cars inspired by the golden era of rally racing on challenging stages through stylized environments set around the world. It launches this summer, and it's by the same people, I believe, who did Absolute Drift, if I recall correctly. And I really liked it. It was a very like calming, drifting type of game. Um, just very interesting aesthetics. But Art of Rally looks really cool. I mean, I, I love racing games, and I, I really like how this one looks. Yeah, this is very stylistic. It's uh, I'm not huge, huge on the racing, mm-hmm. like unless it's like you know Mario Kart kind of deal <laughs> mm-hmm. or F Zero, but uh, I'm interested in giving it a shot for sure. Yeah. All right. So another one. This one is getting a retail release. It's already been up for pre-order for a while, but it's called Kiwi. Um, it's by Stone Wheat and Sons. It's a cute cooperative postal puzzler starring two small kiwi birds working in a whimsical post office. They must jump, flap, and butt slam across an interactive landscape of levers, bells, and buttons to get those messages delivered on time. It launches for the Switch in August. Yeah, this is one that didn't really like set me off. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I absolutely have to get this game. It was just kind of there. Yep. And and I, I actually didn't even realize that it was getting a physical release. <laughs> Surprise! It's by Sold Out, which ironically I find funny because. Um, there was another game by Sold Out. Oh, I think Blasphemous, the U.S. release is coming through this publisher, Sold Out. So when I posted, somebody was like, it's already out of stock. And I, I clicked the link. I'm like, no, it's available. He's like, oh, my God, I saw the word Sold Out, and I thought it wasn't. And I, or he thought it was. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, a lot of a, a lot of people had that with Sold Out before. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it's getting a physical. Yeah. Yes, so. in fact, it totally is. I just pre-ordered it now. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. The next one is Ender Lily's Quietest of the Nights by AdGlobe. Now, this is a dark fantasy 2D action RPG. Encounter horrific enemies against whom a moment of inattention could be fatal. Overcome these hardships and seek the truth with the help of fallen knights. It launches on the Switch on June 22nd. Yeah, this is... uh, I'm loving to see these these new RPGs and these action RPGs Mm -hmm. coming over. Uh, this one looks interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I love again. I love indie the way they do the stylistic stuff. Like yep. it's not just grayscale or even uber bright colorful. It's it, each game has their own unique style, and yep. that's what draws me in. And this this one absolutely has me uh, interested. It all depends on time. You know, June 21st, who knows mm-hmm. what's going to be going on in, in, in that month, uh, especially with mm-hmm. E3 and how many shadow drops or whatever coming out. But uh, I, I saw my radar. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. Next one is Weaving Tides. It's coming out May 2021. Um, and this is a get ready for a cozy adventure on the back of your carpet dragon. 
You call your weaver and set on a journey to explore ancient dungeons, solve puzzles, challenge quirky creatures, and unravel the great mysteries of a long-forgotten past. It's a charming single-player adventure set in the world of magic and textile. Ride on the back of carpet dragons and explore a stunning landscape as you soar above and dive below the weave. This looks awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, this looks awesome. That's good. And yeah, that's that's really what these shows like. It's funny, you know. People love the full Nintendo Direct, which of course we all love them. But I love the indie showcases. I mean, there's so many creative games that come out of it that that you get to see for the first time or you get to see more of. And yeah, I I absolutely love the styles of all these games. And there's just it just shows that there's so much variety of, of games to play, and there's so many new mechanics coming out that like things we just haven't even thought about and people have been working on it for years and finally their games are, are going to be coming out for us to play, which is awesome. Um, all right. So the next game was labyrinth city, Pierre, the maze detective from Darjeeling adapted from the children's book series, labyrinth city, Pierre, uh, Pierre, the maze detective takes you across incredibly detailed mazes to retrieve a powerful artifact on your quest. You'll interact with more than 500 items or characters find over a hundred hidden objects and wander about in beautiful locations. Uh, it launches for the switch this spring. This looks like you're playing a where's Waldo. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, it really looks like it could be very confusing. Uh, it could be fun too. Uh, the isometric mm-hmm. third person, uh, perspective. Uh, I'd have to see how it is because I loved Rails of Waldo as a kid, but not, you know, like, <laughs> not, like, enough to say, do you want to find 100 things in this sprawling maze as you're going through? Like, no, because I'm going to find 99 of them, and that last one is going to drive me crazy. That's true. That's, true. that's how they get you. Uh, oh, that's funny. Okay, so, the last game, I believe, which should have been Oxen Free 2, I actually uh, switched it up a little bit, House of the Dead Remake from Megapixel Studio and published by Forever Entertainment. So the classic arcade rail shooter is back with a new makeover and exciting gameplay changes. In this multiplayer game, you'll suit up as a pair of government agents sent to investigate disappearances only to find hordes of undead monstrosities. It is coming to the Switch later this year. What do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, this, this surprised me. I was like, <laughs> holy crap, House of the Dead? No way. This is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are super excited about it. What's interesting too is if you think back to the Wii when you know House of the Overkill happened, there was then House of the Dead two and three return, yep. but not House of the Dead one. House of the Dead one, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was really just Saturn pretty much. Uh, yep. And it's like wow, it's like to see this come back is great. And I hope you, you know Sega has been doing this. They've been like letting these other studios remake their games. We saw Panzer Dragoon and Shadow yep. Three, and, and you know now this. And yeah, I hope this continues. I hope we see House of the Dead two and three and, and Overkill yep. um, come. And you know, like I hope Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon two, uh, Panzer Dragoon two. There we go. Is coming. I hope yep. Saga and Orda follow as well. Um, I just fantastic Sega. But it's so weird. Like Sega doesn't like. It's almost like they're almost ashamed. Like, oh yeah, our name's here on the bottom, but that's about it. Like everyone else, take care of it. Like Sega should be like championing these. Like, hey, here we go, House of the Dead remake. Like, what I want to know is how is it? Yeah, I guess it's really going to work with the, the pointers, but how well is that going to work? You know, with Joy-Con yeah. pointer. Um, hopefully, well. Uh, hopefully, it's not one of those where every time you pull the trigger, you have to recalibrate. <laughs> right. Recenter. Yeah. I'm- 
I mean, I know that we had the uh, Cabela's hunt that came with like a, a gun accessory to put the Joy-Con in that didn't really do anything, but I wouldn't mind having a better accessory to uh, enjoy these games with. Yeah. Um, so knowing that it's forever entertainment, I have a feeling we'll probably see a physical um, either through their own limited publishing print company, which is forever limited, or they have partnered up, you know, with other companies like they did with Panda Dragoon. So I'm sure we'll see a physical at some point on this one, but until then it's nice to know that house of the dead remake is, is coming, you know, even digitally. So yeah. I think those are all the games, unless I've missed any from your list, Barry. Uh, I think just going through my list. I think you hit all of them. Okay. Yes. So to all you listeners, if we missed any, please let us know. We can always touch upon it in a future episode, but I mean, this was 20 minutes, 20 minutes of a, of a direct. That was just awesome to watch. Love seeing the announcements, love seeing the surprise announcements, things like that. So if you, you know, if you watched it or now that you've heard about these and check them out, head over to our discord and let us know know which ones you're looking forward to which ones uh, you're hoping to see a physical from uh we listen to all those suggestions so uh we hope you uh you join us on discord and let's chat about this uh indie direct yeah there's there's a lot there i wish i could make them all physical uh just just for everyone obviously that's might not always be possible but you know some of them have already confirmed physical which is great like chris tail and and kiwi for which i just learned about you know so we'll, we'll see uh We'll see. I'm sure, like games like Oxen Free Two, um, Turtles, Ollie Ollie World is possible. House yeah. of the Dead. Those are ones will probably get physical. Yeah. Um, but I like to see some of the other ones get that way too. Oh, Even Longing, you know, you know, like I said, to me that's that's definitely a great digital title. But yeah. I would get it again physical to support the developer and you know to yeah. have that game permanently because it's a fun game. I'm really enjoying it. Good. No, it's great to hear. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we talked about our April Indie Direct. Let's jump back now to Premium Edition Games. Yes. Now, Barry, uh, just this past week, you and Jeff were on, you were interviewed. So yes, for we, those, Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So for those who didn't get to, to watch it, which it was live, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and also where they can find this interview? Yeah, so we were uh, on invited on to Go Game Go, to do a show and jp was unfortunately unable to make it with us but uh we wound up going on the show it was a live show live video on two hours long you can find it on on uh youtube at go game go is the youtube channel it was uh a lot of fun uh was really cool because uh jeff from go game go reached out to us um he's a customer just like you guys you know purchased the games did the patches and uh, just like, hey, I'd love to sit down and talk with you. And, and we did. We, we had a really cool conversation. Uh, showed off some stuff. Quite a bit of exclusive stuff uh, that, that was uh, at least shown off. Or, or not necessarily exclusives, but stuff we've shown off before we showed off again. Uh, so you could see another look at the, uh, the Pigeon Dev Steelbook. You could see the, the Pigeon Dev Retro Box. You could see the, the guide, the, pre, the deluxe guide, mm-hmm. the, the pin. Uh, stuff like that. Jeff did show off uh, uh, one thing that I don't think has been shown off before, which I'll just say what it is, which is the um, robot named Fight Patch. He oh. showed off the robot named Fight Patch um, oh, via his phone. I mean, <laughs> like the picture on his phone show held up to the camera, but that is shown off. So um, if that's something you're interested in seeing, you know, absolutely check them out. They're, they're a great channel, great group of guys. And uh, we will be back 
on with them uh, later on when we have our Series 2 games out for pre-order. We will head back to their show as well. So if you missed it the first time, you could definitely catch us the second time out there. But you can always go to YouTube and and check out their their channel to, uh, to watch the video. Awesome. Yeah, I got to catch it and definitely sounds uh, like it was a fun time. Uh, great to show off some new items, which means we're going to have to put them in the newsletter now because it's been revealed. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> so expect to see that patch in a higher quality very soon. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's it's great. You know, for anybody that has a show, a playcast, a podcast series, a website, you want us on, you want to learn more about Premium Edition, reach out to us. We're happy to to chat with you and who yep. knows, we may always reveal some new things. Yeah. That's, that's honestly been a lot of fun doing and just, just mm-hmm. talking to people and, and getting to know new people in the industry and, and really share the love of gaming. Uh, just, just in that, you know, like it's, it's been so much, just it's so much fun just talking to people, just so many great fans out there who just want to, Mm-hmm. to discuss video games and are interested in, in premium. And it's like, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we, we love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so another news with premium edition, I, I feel like we should always just let everybody know what, what's currently happening. Um, so I'll, I'll start is that everyone every day is asking about these pigeon dev steel books. They're looking forward to getting the retro and or the deluxe editions. Steel books are on the way. Um, the last update we got because they are shipping by by boat, unfortunately, is that um, we're expecting them in the later half of May. So they're still on, on target to arrive during that time. And then shortly after, we're going to have the retro editions ready to ship. With the deluxe editions, it's really obviously the the steelbook and the guide. So the guide, um, same thing. It's, you know, it's in production. It's on its way over. It's just not here yet. We're hoping to have them around the same time as the retro. It may be just slightly later, maybe pushed to the beginning of June, but we'll keep everybody posted. Um, and then, of course, you know, people are waiting on Robot Name Fight and anything else that we may have coming. So for that, you won't have to wait too, too much longer. We'll be happy to be um, sharing some more details of those future titles coming soon. But right now, yeah, we're all we're all waiting for that steelbook. If you haven't already, you can go to our YouTube channel and check out Erica, who designed the steelbook. She actually showed it off the the final version, so you can see what it looks like. It's absolutely gorgeous, um, and we're hoping that it's going to be in everybody's hands uh, come the end of next month. So thank you all for for waiting and the support. I know it's it's always hard when there's a goodie that you're looking forward to, and, and maybe that's the edition that you had pre ordered, but we promise they're coming and they're coming soon. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people who did pre-order that have, have reached out and just like, hey, out of curiosity, when is when is it coming? And I I so want to say like, oh, it's on the way, but we unfortunately do have to wait. Yeah. Um, real world stuff, but just know that it's going to be worth the wait. That 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 edition is awesome. That steelbook is amazing. That's my favorite steelbook, and that's saying a lot because I'm a big Link's Awakening fan. Uh-huh. It's my favorite Zelda game, and that is an awesome steelbook too. And and Erica outdid it. <laughs> like with yeah, the pitch oh, and dev. Yeah, I I think to that point is that we won't be doing that many steel books in no. a given in a given year. You know, they're really going to be for selective titles. A lot of times when we're doing a deluxe edition because it, it warrants the steel book. And you know, when you tell Erica just be creative and have fun, the first thing she thinks is, okay, what hasn't been done before? And that's where we want to go with these steel books. Is that if we're only going to do a select number, you know, a year, they need to stand out. They cannot just be 
a picture on the cover that matches, you know, the game cover. It can't be something that you've seen before. So, you know, even with, with Pigeon Dev, we never had a landscape cover for this for a Switch steelbook before on the front. Um, we did have one on the back, I think, for a, a cricket game that came out in Australia. But, you know, the front was still portrait. So here we have something that's already different. And then I just absolutely love that inside is the inside of a TV that she yep. recreated by looking at a lot of old CRT TVs, like that's the level of detail that she goes into this. And, you know, we have already teased that Robot Name Fight is getting one, if you read one of our previous interviews. And all I can say is you won't even believe what she's working on for that one. Uh, it's it's going to be insane. And again, it's going to be just like that, wow, I this has to be in my Steelbook collection. Whether I have one or not, it's got to be in there. So I am, I'm very much looking forward to when we're ready to reveal that one as well. But First and foremost, I want everyone to be holding the Pigeon Dev ones in their hands. Um, and I do want to mention one other thing that we see a lot of questions about are the patches. If you pre-ordered the Retro and the Deluxe for Pigeon Dev and you haven't gotten that or your Super Blood Hockey is tied to that order, we did put them aside to be fair. So you're not in any danger of missing out on, on getting a patch if you still haven't gotten you know your shipment in yet um, because we knew that there was going to be a longer lead time for the Retro and the Deluxe. So... You are secure. They are. They will still be limited, but we put a fair amount aside for those that have not gotten their games in yet. So don't worry. You'll have a chance to earn your uh, premium unboxing and premium challenge patches. Yes, and and uh, we just thank everybody for mm -hmm. the, the just the support has been through the roof, amazing, and people have been very appreciative, and we're very appreciative of you as well. And uh, you know, just just be patient. Good things are coming. I absolutely can't wait for you guys to get the, the Retro and Deluxe Pigeon Dev. We can't wait for you to get those patches that have yep. been shipping out. And, oh, we have so much we want to share. And we just to stay tuned because our next announcement, next big announcement is going to be awesome. <laughs> so I awesome. cannot wait. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's like I want to do it now. Like I'm with you, JP. I got that bug, you know, like uh -huh. I want to do it now. But, but I know, no, it's not fair. We got to wait just a bit because we, we don't want anybody who, who got the retro and the, the, right. the locks to feel like we're moving on right. without you guys getting it. So we, we're, we're going to do it closer to when we're going to get the, uh, those in you may not have them in hand yet when we make our next announcement but we're not leaving you behind you are absolutely going to get those games and we want you to not only enjoy but we want those to get the spotlight too because those are awesome like a set steelbook is amazing that guide is amazing mm -hmm. oh i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait to see the final the complete final like sealed packaging for that for that retro and the locks i mean it, it really is going to be just a great piece to have that has so much in it. It's not even just like a, a showcase piece. I mean, you know, we've, we've shown the guy before and I think it may be time to remind everybody again of what this guide is going to contain. But I mean, it's almost 200 pages, full walkthroughs of, of all four games on Pigeon Dev. You've got interviews with the developer. You have a whole section dedicated to the production process, which a lot of times you don't really see what's going on on our end or, you know, with another physical publishing company, but we show you, all the things we've been working on, like how the development went. So it's going to be a really good behind the scenes piece on, on just physical production. And there's a whole lot more in, in the guide. So I definitely think it's going to be, it's going to be that book. That's something for everybody. And it's just going to be a, a great guide to have in a world where we don't really get guidebooks anymore. Yeah. We, we're trying to do something different and we're trying yeah. to, to be our own thing and not just 
follow the path that's already laid out in front of us, but we yeah. can instead create our own path. Absolutely. And, uh, I think I think that's one of the, one of those things that differentiates us because again, it's not even just a guidebook. That's so cool because so many times it's like this is if you're getting a guidebook, you're getting a guidebook. If you're getting an art book, you're getting an art book. You know, we we want to make it a personal thing. And like like right. JP was you were talking about, it's not only the story of the physical publishing with us and how it came to be, but it's also the the story of how those games to be came to be with the you know interview with right. Anna, and that's awesome. Like. I love that. I love that aspect. It's really a, such a great companion piece to the Pigeon Dev Games collection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that, and I know the entire team is going to be very happy when all of our Series One is out there and available, and then we move on to Series Two, which we know has a robot named Fight. So let's move on. Unless there's anything else premium edition wise you wanted to share today. Ah, uh, I think. That'll be it for today because we do have we do have another because we're recording this a little later than usual. But we do have another playcast coming up, and uh, and we have more to to just casually drop between social media and Discord and stuff like that. So so that's our little tease. But we will we will definitely have some big announcements coming. Oh yes, so excited! And I will say, uh, stay tuned to your inboxes because it's been about two weeks, I think, two or three weeks since I, I sent out the last e blast. So the next one is coming. I will say right now, it will show you a better resolution of that awesome robot name fight patch, as well as maybe uh, something else that you haven't seen yet. So stay tuned for that. You're really going to like it. Um, so let's move on. Um, something else that got announced this week was yes. something that I think both of you and I have been fans of since it, it released handheld, and that is the Evercade. It <clears throat> is, yeah, so the Evercade, for those unfamiliar, as of right now, it's a handheld device that the company... Um, Blaze Entertainment, they release games in uh, in compilation. So each release has anywhere from, I'm going to say, 2 to 20 games. I think that's a fair range. And it's and each release is specific to a publisher. So you've got, like, the Atari collection. You've got the Data East collection. You've got Interplay. You've got the Worms collection. You've got, I'm looking at here, the Atari Lynx, and so on. And they have 20 announced so far. But, you know, despite how well they're doing, and I really do like this company. I really like how they're releasing their games. I like, you know, the presentation. They've listened to fan feedback, which was the lack of local multiplayer. You just couldn't play with somebody. And, you know, it's only handheld, so you're playing by yourself. Well, they've decided to change that by releasing and announcing this week their home game console, the Evercade Versus. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Barry. So, yeah, so the Evercade Versus, which was just announced, will be uh, available November 3rd of this year. Mm-hmm. Pre-orders will start on May 28th. Mm-hmm. There are going to be two packs to pick from. There's the starter pack that comes with one controller and one game. And the premium pack, which is two controllers and two games. There's also going to be a special edition color scheme. Uh, now, the prices start at $99.99 US dollars, $89.99 pounds. And... Uh, here are some other details about this game. There will be four-player support. There's four mm-hmm. controller ports. HDMI 1080p. Nice. It's got dual cartridge slot, so you can put two cartridges in, and you can pick from any of the games on those cartridges. It fully supports all Evercade cartridges that are out now, except for the two Namco collections, 
which mm -hmm. is collection number two and six, because they only have a handheld license for those games, not a home console license. Mm -hmm. So as of now, those two will not play. Um, who knows in the future, they could change that. Mm -hmm. um, there's going to be save states between both systems, a brand new UI with loads more inf of options, new resolution options, built-in Wi-Fi for UI updates. So there, there'll probably be an update for uh, the Namco collections, hopefully in the future. Uh, new controller has eight buttons. It supports non-Evercade controllers, like USB controllers. The Evercade handheld itself can also be used as an extra controller. So that's, that's awesome. a lot of great stuff. And it's all coming November 3rd of this year. And it looks, looks snazzy with that NES-style yep. dust lid and all that. Yeah, I am. I absolutely love the fact that when you plug in both of the cartridges, it allows the menu option to show up to 40 games at once. Like that to yeah. me is just genius because if you know if you're playing a few of them, obviously you have this with any handheld system that that's a physical that has physical games. You're always switching them out. You're playing one and you want to play the other. But now if you're you know with the collections, you already have a multitude of games. But if there's you know a few games between two different collections that you're really really invested in. Plug them into your verses, and you've just got them all on, on the menu now on the home screen. And I think that's awesome. I mean, the other thing, I don't know if you noticed this, and I didn't until I just saw the picture that they were promoting saying, you know, November 2021. They show all 20 games in the background, right? Mm -hmm. So all their red spines, 1 through 20. And then at the very end, there's a number purple. one in a purple that says, what is in this then with a question mark? So it's got me thinking now, like, are you going to be releasing exclusive games for the verses? Are you going to be, you know, is this your next wave with Purple Spine? Who knows? I have no idea. But uh, it's got me intrigued, though. Because it has a number one, um, I'm thinking right. it's it's going to be a, uh, a versus only title. Could be, could be yeah. Um, and you know, maybe they only have the, either they only have a console license mm -hmm. or it's, it's more powerful than the Evercade right. handheld and the Evercade handheld itself can't handle it. That's my guess. Uh, I, I'm assuming we're going to find out more. And since there's two packs, um, I don't, and I don't know this, but I, I can't imagine the games that are bundled, like the one game or the two game are going to be already pre-existing. Right. Because if you're already an Evercade fan and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this. Like, oh, you could buy it with Atari Collection 1. Like, I already have Atari Collection 1. Right. That that doesn't seem right, and especially because they're still selling the handheld with games. Like, you can't actually buy just the handheld. I think either there's one game or three game bundles. Right. So I, I, I imagine it's going to be exclusive games. And since they usually release it in pairs, that would seem logical. Like, oh, we mm -hmm. have, you know, you buy with one of the Evercade versus exclusive games or both Evercade versus exclusive games. Um, that's just my hypothesis. I could be totally wrong on that. Yeah. But uh, but that just seems what, I, what I'm thinking about it. For me, one of the cool things is the save states between both systems because that almost turns it into like a Switch. If yeah. you think about it, yeah. you know, you could play the game at home and then go, oh, I got to go out. You could pop out that cartridge, put it in your, your Evercade yeah. portable, keep playing your save. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I feel like they've, really been doing right by the community since they've launched like i you know they launched with 10 games which you know they're about 20 dollars a piece which is not bad especially for the number of games on 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 a number of them obviously some of the more modern ones had only two or three games but they're bigger games to begin with and then you have like the atari collections that have like 20 games each things like that the atari links but i have to say like you know i've been following them since they first announced you know i've, I've talked with them on a number of occasions but 
I really like how this company is handling themselves. I really like their social media presence. I like what they're doing, you know, in terms of retro gaming. So I'm a big supporter of them. I've made that clear since day one that I'm actively collecting the Switch and Evercade. Those are really my two consoles of choice. And what's interesting is I'm not, I haven't been going for a full variant set in terms of like, you know, I don't have, unfortunately, I don't have the black handheld design. I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that. And then, you know, they've had the one and three game bundles. Now, I don't know if everybody knows this, but, you know, they, they are a UK-based company, so their games have the PEGI rating. But through Video Games Plus, they have a non-rating label cover. So it's a clear just, you know, image on the front. But the other thing is for the Atari Lynx, it's the one or two, there was actually a variant cover released between Canada or through Video Games Plus and through the UK stores. So it actually is a different cover that's not reversible. Other than that, um, I've I've now opted to go through Video Games Plus, so I just do the non-rating cover. I haven't gone crazy enough to do you know non-rating and Peggy, but yeah, I I absolutely love love the Evercade. I just think it's such a fun system. I'm you know you can obviously tell through premium that we love the multi-card applications of having multiple games on one on one release. So you know for them to do that it shows me that they really want people to get a lot for the value, and it's not just I'm releasing one game each time things like that so yeah I'm, I'm a big fan i'm really looking forward to pre-orders are open, opening up next month i'll definitely be grabbing one i just have to figure out which one that is but yeah I, um if you haven't checked out evercade please do they're everywhere on social media you can go to their website or you can just buy their evercade and start playing yeah, I'm I'm very excited for the system, and I'm actually doing kind of the opposite with you. I'm uh, with the Evercade, like I because because you know the first few releases yep. they're only UK and they are a UK company. I'm opting to go with the uniformity that's all yep. the Peggy rating on all the Evercade boxes. I'm getting them all from Funstock, yep. um, so they're all uniform. And you know, because you can go down the rabbit hole of all variant cover and yep. this and that. I just don't want to. Like they're all the same game inside. Even right. if you have the no rating, you open it up. It's the Peggy yes. cover, you know, game there. It's the same thing. So I, that's what I'm doing with you know space, of course. But yeah. either way you go, the the collections are great. Uh, I think I think this will enhance a lot of those because I know like some of them. They don't perform as great as others, like some of the uh, the games on the collections. Yep. Um, there's this varying with any type of thing like that. So I think this will be a solution for a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I'm really interested to see what it does. Now I hope, I hope that they take Americans into consideration and have an American plug there with the American voltage, mm-hmm. and we don't need to have a converter to plug this thing in because. That's the point, yeah. That would be really annoying because, you know, 110 to 220, we, we use different voltages in the different countries. But I hope I hope they're thinking, like, there's a lot of Americans, but Canadian and, and U.S. and all oh, that, yeah. like, that, that really, really love this stuff. Let's take this into consideration. Um, because if they don't, I think that's going to be a really big missed opportunity because that's just affecting a good portion of their audience. Yeah, you have and, a good point. I mean, they've even started selling it through Best Buy. So, you know, they clearly have an American audience. Um, yeah, that's something I didn't even think about. But isn't isn't the switch though? I mean, do you even have to convert the switch plug? Well, the switch plug is you. It's a U.S. plug. You have to remember not only is the voltage different, but the actual outlets are different in Europe and versus us. They have the two circuit, like the cylinder. Um, right, but I mean, like even like us. I mean, I'm now I'm talking Japan, but like when I bought a like a Japanese switch, it had the same plug as the U.S. one. Japanese, I think, might have the same plug, but Europe does not. Europe has a different plug. 
And, and other countries right. do too. That's why there's those adapters you can get for right. each different country and they can plug on whatever country you're going to. So, so not only is the voltage you have to be converted, otherwise you're going to, you know, blow up or, or in this case, it might not even work because it's going to be expecting 220 volts and we only have 110, but the, we won't be able to plug. So you'll need an adapter. It's just going to be more of a hassle. So I hope they take that into consideration and say like these units are, are built for us territories right. and these are built for European. Another factor is our TV refresh rates are different too, between European and, and, mm-hmm. and American, at least they used to be with CRT for sure. Like, and that's why sometimes if you played like a PAL system on a US TV, like it went so fast. Like it was like, it was like, this doesn't play properly because it's not built for American TVs. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know they've changed that since i'm not you know bigger in the more technical side of of the uh, flat screens and all that but these are things that i hope they do consider when when selling a console in different countries and hopefully they're they're considerate enough to to think about the rest of us Mm -hmm. yeah i hope so well i'm sure we're going to be learning in the months to come um but yeah it sounds like both of us are really looking forward to it so oh yeah all right so I think that was everything on my list that I wanted to cover to uh, cover through the playcast day. Um, if we have time, one thing that we haven't done in a very long time are my uh, weekly releases because a lot of times when we record, I just haven't had the time to put them together. But thankfully, I did. Um, next week is kind of crazy, so if we have a few minutes, we can definitely go through that. Let's if not, run through it. You know, it's been a while since since we've done that. Uh, sure. You know, let's, let's let's do a throwback to you know. All old, right. Let's do it. All right. The year is well, still 2021, but <laughs> let's talk about what's coming out the week of April 25th. Now, remember, these are pre-orders and releases, so I'll let you know each one. So let's start with Sunday, April 25th. It's your last day to pre-order the House in Fata Morgana from Limited Run. Their standard and collectors is an open pre-order, so you have until Sunday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time to secure your copies. And for those wondering... This release includes three games on one cartridge, as well as additional short stories. So you're getting the full the full package with this one. Then we move on to Tuesday, April 27th, and also at Limited Run, distribution pre-orders for Battle Axe is going to be made available. It's a four-week open pre-order that starts at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, goes until Sunday, May 30th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can pre-order the standard or the badge edition. And the badge has six pins in it with a collector box to hold the standard case and the badges. And remember Battle Axe because we're going to come back to them later. Then in the U.S., we've got some Fosicles, which are digital codes in physical cases. (laughs) We have Chess Ultra. And these are available at Amazon for $15 a piece. You have Chess Ultra. You have Pure Pool. Um, And I will say, though, just a little rant. I played Pure Pool. I have the digital copy. It is probably one of the best pool games on the Switch. It's just so good. I am sad that there's not a full physical cartridge because the game, I think, deserves it. But if you haven't checked it out I and you like billiards, I highly recommend this one. It's just a lot of fun, whether you buy this physical or you buy the, uh, the digital. Then in the U.S., we have WRC9. Um, coming out, which is a rally racing game. Uh, car- These are all cartridges now, no more physicals. Um, what's interesting is that 9 is coming out, and they've already announced 10, and there's box art for it. So 10 is going to be coming out later. Um, but this is one of this is also like one of my favorite series of games. I started playing 8 a few months ago. Absolutely loved it. So I'm very much like I'm ripping this one open as soon as it comes in. 
So we move on to Wednesday, April 28th, and we've got some Japanese releases. We have the Grisaya Phantom Trigger 1-5 to game. This is a Japanese physical release that supports English text. Um, you have a few options whether you go through Amazon or Play Asia. But with Amazon, they also have an addition where you get a pre-order bonus of an A4 folder with some nice artwork on it. And everything that I'm saying here is available on jpswitchmania.com on my weekly release post. So don't feel you have to write anything down. Uh, you'll get to see all the links and images when you uh, click that link. But let's keep the, going. The, uh, that Grisalia game, is that any relation to the trilogy that's also out on the Switch? Yes, I think it's part of the same universe. I don't think it's the same games, though. Okay, so it's like a, a fourth game kind of deal. Except there's five games on it. Well, it almost seems like they're episodes, like yeah, episodes, like a yeah. telltale. So, like it's all one game, just five episodes of the yes. same game. Yeah. Um, then we have Star Renegade. So here's an interesting one. Um, just this past week, uh, Einen Games announced that they're doing Star Renegades for North America and Europe. There's going to be standard retail releases coming to our retailer stores soon. But they also have a partnership with Strictly Limited Games. So on their website, on Strictly Limited. They opened up pre-orders for their version of the standard with a variant cover, as well as an exclusive collector's edition. Um, but in Japan, it's actually coming out this week as a standard only. Um, it's supposed to support English. So if you don't want to wait for the game, you can play it now. Um, I will be picking it up just to make sure it has English, because one thing we've been seeing is that certain games coming out over there and then over here the English gets removed when you do a download. So I don't know if it's going to be the same case for Star Renegades or not. But as of right now, you can play it next week from the Japanese physical release. Then we move on to Thursday, April 29th. And Super Rare Games 50th release, Abzu, is coming out. So on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, you can buy it. You can buy the standard or you can buy the Steelbook bundle. And just if you're keeping count, the standard, there'll be 3,000 copies available. The Steelbook bundle, there'll be 2,000 copies available. And the Steelbook does look really nice. And congratulations to Super on their 50th game. Yes. Um, next is we have R-Type Final 2. Now, this is, the, this is the Japanese release because the physical is coming out on Friday, April 30th. So we'll talk about that one shortly. But for the Japanese release, you actually have another few options. One is that it does support English. You can buy the standard edition from Amazon or Play Asia. You can buy a limited edition from Amazon or Play Asia. And then with the pre-order bonus from Amazon Japan, they have a original decal DLC code for your ship. So if you like that stuff, um, you can pre-order from them. And then another thing that I added is what's interesting is, you know, R-Type is a very popular series. They're actually coming out in Japan with what's called a special box. And you can buy this as a standalone. It doesn't come with the game inside the box, but it comes with a whole bunch of goodies. So if you are a like a diehard R-Type fan, it's available for pre-order at Amazon Japan. It comes with it comes with in this really cool like shoebox type of box um, with lots of artwork on the sides. On one side, it actually shows all of the the spine covers from all the different R-Type releases from all the different uh, platforms. So it looks like you're looking at a shelf almost, which is really cool. And inside the box, you get flyers of reprinted versions of um, of like their announcements for the arcade games. You get a T-shirt. You get a keychain. You get a face covering, you know, that everybody's wearing nowadays. You have a single CD of R-Type's theme song. Uh, you get, and then the design box itself, and you get a logo sticker. 
So you get all this stuff. So if you really just like R-Type, it's about $100 for the standalone box. I may have pre-ordered it because I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> I was to say, I think I saw you tweet out that you got this box already. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I did. It just, it looks cool. And I'm like, why not? I'll, I'll throw the game inside of it. Um, then also on Thursday, there's a game coming out in the UK or in Europe. We got it already, but it's Taxi Chaos. And the reason that I'm putting it in here is because the cover is vastly different from the US release. It is more insane, more crazier, flaming cars, things on fire. The cover looks crazy, crazy taxi. Um, So I'm going to be picking it up again because it is a different cover for Taxi Chaos. But if you've been waiting to play it and you're not in the US, now's your chance. All right, let's move on to Friday, Friday, April 30th. So Battle Axe, as I mentioned before, is going up for pre-order in the U.S., but it's actually releasing overseas. So the Peggy physical release is coming out on April 30th. It's going to have a standard and a badge edition. The badges, I believe, are the same, but the covers, the cover art is different. So if you're like me and you're a variant cover collector, you're going to be grabbing this one as well. Then we also have in the U.S., Crypt of the Necrodancer, the Standard and Collector's Edition. So this came out overseas uh, like about two weeks ago. We're finally getting it in the U.S. Um, For those wondering, the Collector's Edition is going to come in a slipcase that holds the game. It's going to hold a Bucky enamel pin badge. Uh, You're going to get a physical CD with the game's official soundtrack, a mini CD with the amplified soundtrack, a full-color fold-out manual, a 100% cotton printed bandana, and a steelbook, which is a PS4 disc-sized steelbook. It is not a Switch steelbook. Oh, uh, so both it, of them have the same steelbook? It, yeah, I um, I bought the... Um, I bought... I got... Or I should say, I got in the European version, and it was a PS4 steelbook. They didn't... <sighs> I hate not, when they do that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But, you know, inside the steelbook is the physical CD, so I guess they wanted to make sure it could fit in there. I don't know. Okay, sorry about that, everybody, but it's not a Switch size. Um, Then also on Friday, we have new Pokemon Snap coming out. Yay! So happy for this one. Um, If if you like pre-order bonuses, I try to list every single place that has a bonus. So... GameStop has a two-sided poster that's an in-store pickup only. So even if you pre-order online, you have to go into the store, and it's while supplies last. Target has a magnetic photo frame. Walmart has two options. You can get a Pikachu knit hat knit hat, or a Pokeball cap. And then if those are U.S. ones. Then if you're going to Peggy, um, Shop for Megastore has a poster and sticker set. And in Japan, they actually have like a picture set. Like it looks like Polaroid pictures, and I think there's six of them that you get. Um, and they're all physical, so it's pretty cool. But we're not done yet, because also on Friday, the U.S. release of R-Type Final 2 is coming out. There's the inaugural Flight Edition, which is the retail release, and that comes with the game, the soundtrack, um, a soft cover art book in a collector's box, and then there was a collector's edition from NISA's website, which is sold out now, unfortunately, but that one comes with the inaugural edition, um, so you get that soundtrack, you get the art book, You also get um, a different collector's box. You get a 33rd anniversary pilot tag dog tag, and you get the Metal Earth R-9A model kit. So you get some additional goodies, but unfortunately it is sold out on their website. Um, We're almost at the end. On Friday for pre-order is Sam and Max Save the World from Limited Run Games. This is a four-week open pre-order that starts at 10 a.m. on Friday, ends on Sunday, May 30th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, 
and you can choose between the standard and the collector's edition. And personally, these are the collector editions that I absolutely love. I love stuff that kind of incorporates things from the game because here you get a LucasArts-sized board game big box. It fits the standard CE protective case, they say. You get a branded slipcover for the Switch. You get the game. You get a highway surfing mini print, an episode comic covers postcard, case file feely pack, including prototype hypnosis glasses, Alien Love Triangle Times front page, Toy Mafia Casino Fridge Magnet, Max for President Campaign Button, Bosco's Virulent Disease Napkin, and a postcard from the gift shop on the moon. Um, I love that stuff. So I think it's very cool. And um, you'd think I'd be done, but there's one last thing. Um, one thing that they silently announced, and I don't, I, I, I'm sure you saw this already, Barry. They are releasing a slipcover that's going to hold all three three physical Sam and Max games. So they will be doing Beyond Time and Space and the Devil's Playhouse. So those two physical releases are coming soon. But while you wait, you can pre-order the slipcover that's going to hold all three of the standard edition games. Um, and just to let you know, it's only $5 to pre-order this, but it also only has a one-month pre-order window. So they're not sure yet if they're going to put the slipcover back up again when the next two games you know, open up for pre-order. So if you want it, you're going to have to do it during this window. But it does look like we're getting two more Sam and Max games physically at some point in the future. And that is everything as of now coming out next week. That is a big week. Big week. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I start, like the, my method of, of, of doing these is you always go with the limited indie publisher information first. Then I go for the U.S. stuff. Then I go for the Peggy stuff or the U.S.K. stuff. And then I go for the Japan Asia and every time I kept going, it was just like a rabbit hole of just more stuff. And what drives me crazy is, is all the pre-order bonuses from Amazon Japan, because I feel like I have to include them in the post. And sometimes they're just insane with when they're, they're when they're not digital wallpapers. I feel like I have to include them. And it's just uh, it took forever. It, this one took me about three hours to do. Oh, um, wow. I'm glad to have it done now so I could actually have my weekends free this, <laughs> uh, this week or my evenings free this weekend. But yeah, and the one thing I love about doing this is I, I pre-order as I'm putting it together so I don't miss anything. But oh my God, there's just so much stuff. And we're not slowing down. Like we're at the point now where don't expect the weeks to be slow anymore because I started, you know, I always look multiple times a day at, at the retailer sites. June is going to be insane. Like, it, I mean, insane in a good way in terms of the games coming, but in just insane in the amount of money if you're collecting all this stuff, it's going to be so... I try not to think about it. <laughs> no, yeah, I, um, it makes me sad sometimes. But you know what? It's I'm so I, re I really am happy to see the Switch doing so well to get it. I, I also love seeing all the support overseas with the English supported like Japanese yes. and Asia games. I think that's great, especially if we're not going to get them here. Um, that's just it. Like I hate when it's like here it is, and you order it, and then it's like oh yeah, and like. A month later, here's the U.S. version. It's like I hate these double dips. Like, yeah, God. and there's no way. There's no way to know with some of them. Like, like a Star Raiders. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, cool. I can or Star Renegades. I mean, I, I could sit yep. there and go, okay, that's coming U.S. I don't have to order strictly limiteds. Right. It doesn't come with a special steelbook or anything. I'll just wait and I'll just get the. Uh, yep. I'll get the U.S. version. Like that's fine when you know it's coming, but when you don't. And it's yeah. just like that slips under the radar. And sometimes sometimes those games get <laughs> quite expensive, uh, you know, 
afterwards. And there's, there's still, I'm sure there's still, you know, a Japanese game or two I'm, I'm missing because it slipped under the radar that actually does have English on it. <laughs> well, so you many. gotta come over one day with, with pictures or your list, and you'll just go through my shelf and see if there's anything you're missing. Yeah, just pull out all the Japanese ones so I could just give you it faster. Because <laughs> I'm, and then there's some like that that get a Japanese release and then they get a different name in America or, yep. or in Europe or something, and it, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's first world problems. But it's it's <laughs> totally. <laughs> it, I I will say there was another game that I I, I actually knew about a few weeks ago because I pre-ordered it for whatever reason I forgot to put it on my weekly release post for this week, which I've added since then. But I don't know if you saw my post yesterday, but Pocoyo Party? Yeah, the, I, I did see that in the, from only from Amazon Spain or something like from that. From what I've seen, I haven't seen a UK or I don't even think I saw it in France. But It's it's in English, right? It's I mean, it's weird because Amazon or Amazon Spain, the language at the bottom said Spain, or Spanish, but all the pictures, like the screenshots were all in English. I do believe this one is English. Um, I ordered it. I, I should be getting it in like a week or two. So I, I ordered it too, based on that. So I hope yeah. it's in English, or I'm mad. Yeah, I do think I do think this one is in English, though. Apparently, it's a very. I mean, I I looked it up a little bit, but it's a very popular like early education, like preschooler show that is very popular. Like I've never heard of it before. Heard this of game, it. but it's been around since I think. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but I thought it was like 2005. Like it's been around a long time, um, at least, you know, a couple seasons. A lot of people really like it. They like it for their kids. And this just, again, it's these kind of games that always, I won't say triggers me with the responses, but it always annoys me when I see people going, why are they releasing this garbage game on Switch? Like, this is ridiculous. And all I'm thinking is this is, this game isn't meant for you. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not the audience at all outside of I'm a full set collector. Like that's the only reason if you're not three to five years old or a parent of a kid that likes this, why you would be buying this game. Yeah, so for I'm me, buying I'm, full set. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it because, you know, my kids watch the, they don't watch this show, but they watch these type of shows and looking at the Amazon Spain uh, description, they have like exclusive episodes. They have games on there that you unlock, things like that. So it looks really fun. It comes with a figurine. It was only it wasn't it wasn't expensive, you know, minus like the shipping overseas. But I, I always just find these releases funny because I'm thinking like people who are getting so angry at it, you're not meant to be playing these games. Like they're not for you at all, outside of if you like them. And when they get so upset at it, just it, like I never respond to those posts, but it just it just makes me just go like, wow, like you're getting upset at the wrong reason, or you're collecting for the wrong reason at this point. But um. um. That, the other... that's something where you'll have to uh let me know and be careful if it has those special episodes it may be all in spanish <laughs> it may it may yeah uh because I, I know that it had voice uh, you know voicing in there so i don't know if it's going to be subtitles i don't know if it's going to be dubbed we're going to find out i just know that the screenshots for the gameplay showed english so i have to believe that you know english is supported on here but we will find out um and then also another thing that announced this week was the the phoenix right uh, slash Ace Attorney Chronicles uh, double pack in Japan. So in the U.S., we're finally getting the Ace Attorney Chronicles physically, and both games should be on the on the cartridge. The Phoenix Wright trilogy is still physically exclusive to Japan, but in Japan they're coming out with a bundle that has a slipcover that holds both of them, um, and it's already sold out everywhere. Like I, I think PlayAsia and Amazon Japan sold out. There's another retailer called Ami Ami that may still have it, but 
I'm, I mean, I'm getting it really for the slipcover because I already have the Phoenix right, and I'll buy the U.S. one of, of Chronicles. But yeah, it's nice to know that Capcom, I think, has finally maybe turned the page with starting with like the Mega Man. Um, oh my gosh, what was it? The ZX collection. Zero ZX collection. Zero, zero ZX, where they had everything on the cart, and since then they seem to be doing a better job now of putting everything on the cartridge. So I'm really hoping they they turn the page with that. Um, but yeah, that that was another game that got announced, and it's just uh, yeah, the the games are just coming. They're they're not slowing down at all. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's it is insane. Like I, I saw that that Phoenix Wright bundle, mm-hmm. and I I opted not to get it because mm-hmm. one the slipcover is not the English titles, it's the Japanese mm-hmm. titles on it. And two, um, the games will not be next to each other in my collection because they're alphabetized. And right. G- one is G for great, and the other one is P for Phoenix. So they're not going to be next to each other anyway. So I was like, why do I have this slipcover? And, and, and I had to buy Phoenix Wright 1 to 3 again because I already have it. So I'm like, ah, it's not worth it. I'll just get the American, right. great, you know, great, the new one, and I'll be, be fine with that. You. But yeah, I'm happy to see. So, I hope, so I hope two, Capcom keeps going. <laughs> I hope so. Um, two other things that I learned for you uh, hardcore variant collectors. Um, one is that Death Squared from One Print Games had a Chinese cover release for the Chinese market. Um, so it did have different artwork on the cover. So I did buy that. Um, I found it on eBay, and then I shared it on eBay, and then somebody else bought the other copy. I think uh, there may be one copy left at Bazaar Bazaar if you're interested. The other was the Pro Bass Championship Fishing Game. There's actually two covers out there. And I just learned about this last night from a friend who asked me if I knew about it. And I said, no. So one has the championship edition on the spine. The other one does not. And on the back is completely different layout for the text and different images. Um, There's actually a blank box for the E rating. So there's no, um, it says E and then nothing inside the box. Um, It doesn't say, I don't believe it says championship edition on the front. Um, So there is a different cover out there. So is it a different game or no, the game is the same. Or, well, I should say the game, the game should be the same because the code on the back. So the game code was the exact same between the two packages. And I think the UPC was actually the same as well. So I have to double check the picture, but the game itself inside is the same. That that that's no different. Okay, if it's a different game, it's different. But no, it's not. It's it's the same game code, so it should be the same game. So that exists. And then one other thing that I found out recently was that there's three covers for Super Bomberman R, which just drives me crazy now because one has the old school logo on the spine, which like the you know the different design than we see today. Then there was the the normal white spine layer. But then also the Konami logo on the spine is in two different places. So the other so one didn't have the logo, one has it a little bit above, like four fifths of the way down, and then one is all the way at the bottom. So I have to find one of them now. See, and that's where I have the launch edition where the, it's the uh, logo on the side as opposed yeah, to like the white text. And like, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from all these <laughs> variants because it's, it's, it's a rabbit hole and it's a space hog. <laughs> it it's like, really is. Long, I mean, as long as I have the game. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some games I, oh, I mean, this year alone, I think I own three or four copies of RBI 2021 and it's, it's crazy. I have the one from Target, and that's that's all I need. <laughs> well, see, the Target one had the one tops card in it, but 
depending on where you bought it or who shipped it from Target, it either had a sticker on the on, on it that said, you know, Topps card included, or it didn't have the sticker on it. And Mine it still had, had the card. The Topps card included. Right. So I have those two because one has no sticker included and one does. And I have the standard retail one. And then the Canada one this year did not have a, a, a different player on the front, but on the back, it does say in the code CA instead of US. So I may have gotten that. <laughs> you you have a sickness. You know what? Every year they've had a Canadian player and they didn't, yeah. but I still felt obligated to have a Canadian release and it says CA. So it's like it's like that LOL game. There was oh, the regular one, there was the Target and Walmart or something like that. Yep. And when I saw like Walmart was just like a code, Target was a poster and the regular yep. had nothing. I, I'm like, I'm only getting one of this. I got the Target because it's a physical poster in there. I feel it's more right. complete that way. And that's it. I'm happy with it. I don't need all of them. It's a, it's a, that's such a crazy rabbit hole. I bought that. I know you did. Of course you did. You know, it's funny. I showed Shannon the case and she's like, oh, they made an LOL game. Cool. And I'm like, there you go. I'll open one of them. Someday, maybe. I actually, truthfully, I actually had the retail version because that, that was my pre-order. And then I found out about the Target. So I ordered the Target one and I returned the retail one <laughs> because I'm like, I don't need these two. Like, I, the, the, the only difference is, you know, the poster. And I'd rather have the one with the poster because to me, that's more like it, down the road. If you find it you know, in, at a garage sale and you're going you know, to try to be complete, you know, having the, having the paper with the code from Walmart would be nice. But, you know. To, to me, the, the poster feels more like a complete mm-hmm. game versus nothing at all. Like, I hear you. If it's a pre-order bonus that comes outside and it doesn't affect the game case at all, I don't tend to, to go for it. Like Walmart had like the Mario coins, and yeah. I didn't buy them because nobody knew if they were included inside the case or not, and they weren't. They were just you know inside the shipping box. So to me, I'm only going to buy that game once. But if it's something that actually changes, like visibly changes the game cover like front, back, or spine, and it's not just a rating. Like, the rating, to me, is, doesn't count as me going for multiples. It, it's got to be, like, the artwork. It's got to be something, something like, inside, like, maybe it has inlay art versus no inlay art, something like that. Then I'll, I'll opt to go for it, but it is a crazy rabbit hole, and I like the weeks where I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. This, All this right, well, that's... <laughs> That that's our that's our uh, physical rant for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little extra um, bonus there for you. There you go. If you stayed around, you you learned some new things about switch physical collecting you may not have known about. Uh, <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to touch upon today, Barry? No, no. I think it's good to go with where to find us. Been like, yeah, okay. So I'll start. Um, you can find premium edition games at premiumeditiongames.com. Uh, you can go on to Twitter, Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, search up Premium Edition. You'll find us. We're there everywhere. Of course, go to our Discord channel where Barry is moderating and hosting and lots of lively discussion there. And it, I mean, over the past like couple months, it's just been picking up. We see new people joining every day. I love seeing people's collections, you know, their wish list of physical games, just sharing, you know, general stuff about video games. It's just a great place to hang out. So if you haven't joined our Discord channel yet, Please do. The link is right on our website um, and come join the fun. Then, of course, for myself, uh, I have my JP Switchmania channel. You go to jpswitchmania.com. You'll see that weekly release post that I just sped read through. Uh, I put that out every week so you'll know exactly what's coming out and where to buy it. Go to Twitter for JP Switchmania. That's where I live. So if you want to know, if you just want to chat about the Switch or be kept in the loop 
of all the upcoming games and announcements. I'm posting there 25 hours a day. That's right. I added one hour for myself. Don't forget uh, I, eight days a week too. Eight days a week. Um, I also have a, a Facebook channel so, or a Facebook page that you can go to, and I'll post stuff there. Uh, YouTube is a little dead right now, but I do have a channel there as well as Instagram. But really, Twitter and my website are, are the most active. Um, so, Barry, what about you? You can find me at uh, Twitter, since just talking about it, at Hawk Hellfire, where I'll usually be sharing things every day and talking, and I love talking video games, so so mm-hmm. definitely hit me up there. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And, of course, as JP mentioned, the Premium Edition Games Discord, where we just love talking video games. So absolutely, you know, join us and, and be a part of that. And uh, even though he's not here, we got to give props to Jeff, where you can find him at Hagen's Alley on Twitter and most things, and HaganZowie.com for all his awesome books. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely check out his books. There's a number of them still in stock. I know he's working feverishly on the Switch Collector Volume 2, which you can still pre-order. Um, and yeah, it's uh, a lot of great stuff being worked on by Jeff on his end and also through Premium. So definitely stay tuned because we've got a lot of announcements coming. Ooh, can't wait. Well, if that's it. Uh, everybody, thank you for uh, listening this far and thank you for joining us today. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye.